You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 282 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host this week, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Happy New Year. (laughs) Are you sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. What is going on, everybody? Happy New Year 2020. Let's get it. And this week, we brought in the whole team as we review the year 2019. Everybody, from, you know him from YouTube. You know him from our website. Welcome, Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Hey, glad to be back. Welcome. <laughs> it's good to have you back, man. Thank you. you. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends, now four friends this week, discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's the best and the worst of 2019. Before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing? Adam, haven't heard from you in a little bit, unless you are on our YouTube channel. How are things going? Uh, going good. Started a new job, and it's working out really well. How was your Christmas? Uh, good. Busy. You know, always having to do the double, triple Christmases. Did you buy uh, your wife enough presents to make her happy? <laughs> I did. I took her to see Jerry Seinfeld, which is a huge thing for her. So she loved that. Nice, man. That's dope. Yeah, we went out to Foxwoods. She's a big fan of the B movie. Uh, That's actually it. She's never watched the show. It's all B movie. (laughs) Awesome. Wait till she finds out there's a TV show. (laughs) I know. She's going to go to the B movie TV show. (laughs) No, a Seinfeld TV show. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. They brought it to series. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you here. You're doing a bang up job on YouTube. It is going really well. So, Thank you. Even though <laughs> I, I laugh about this with some of our other podcast friends of, of how you just you can never tell what the hell is going to be popular. Sometimes the number one video in the history of our YouTube channel at approaching a thousand views is Adam playing Walking Dead virtual reality game at New York Comic Con. It's literally a video of Adam waving his arms around. It's, it's so bizarre because it's not like we had the video capture. There's like a TV past me in the background of the video. It's just Adam waving his arms around. That's it. We need more videos of you waving your arms around in the air, please. No spoilers. There's more coming. <laughs> the public has spoken. Nice. Maybe they're just big Enchantress fans from uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we need a few more Patreons to be able to bribe Adam to dress like that and belly dance for us. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, how was your Christmas? It was good. It was Christmas. Noah got a, a tortoise from Santa, um, which he was super excited about. Just throw away the rest of the presents. He'll just lay on the ground and watch the turtle go everywhere. Um, I got a laptop because <laughs> Josh is really sick of my laptop, which... Didn't have a charging cord. I really only plugged it in at work because there was one that fit my laptop there. And it was a laptop made entirely of pieces of other laptops (laughs) (laughs) because the original laptop had exploded pretty much. So I took pieces from other laptops that my mom got rid of and put them all together and then had... um, Ubuntu running because I didn't even have Windows on it. And Josh was really frustrated <laughs> with me for using a laptop that barely worked. So he got me a laptop. <laughs> nice. So what are you going to do with this brand new laptop that you have now? It's gonna make, is it going to make things a lot better for you? Yeah. I, I didn't think that I needed it as much as I did. Uh, it was actually really cool. It's going to help me a lot in school. <laughs> Because my hands are pretty much toast. So taking notes is really difficult for me. And uh, it hurts 
but I was taking notes with pen and paper all semester because that's just what happened. And I would complain about it. And Josh got sick of hearing me complain <laughs> because typing is a lot easier on my my joints than, than writing is. Nice. All could have been solved if I just let him buy me a laptop earlier. Awesome. It's good to hear. More more time, easier for you to edit now with a new outline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I like that's the moral of the story that you got, Joey. I love that. Yep. <laughs> all right, Marcellus, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was great. It was great. Um, all I thought about was going to see Star Wars again. That's all I cared about. That's the only thing I really cared about. But yeah, I got some cool toys and uh, you know, I got some cool movies, movies that I wanted to add to my collection uh, before the end of the year. So I was very glad to get those. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed having some time off of work. What'd you get for movies? Anything cool? Uh, mainly the one that I really wanted was Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Which uh, might come up or might not come up later on in the show. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, and I mean. You, Joey? Yeah. Uh, this time of year is tough for me because of work. Um, the only days I get off of work are the actual holidays. <laughs> So all I literally did for Christmas and Christmas Eve was sleep. And then I would get up and do like a family thing for a couple hours. And then I would go back to bed. <laughs> Just kind of like zombie your way to the family. Like, Ugh, I'm it, here. It felt like it at times. <laughs> yeah, it did. But um, no, yeah, we had a good uh, we had a good Christmas. Um, Colin had uh, got a uh, Sega Genesis Mini, which is a retro console with uh, like 40 Sega Genesis games in it. So we've been playing a lot of old Games like Sonic and Road Rash. It's pretty awesome. And I got some movies that I wanted. So I I'm almost got all the Marvel movies at this point. I still, for some reason, I just do not have Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I got uh, Far From Home. Yeah. <laughs> and I got uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, I, I got Into the Spider-Verse and uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Ooh, nice. So yeah, I had to fill in some holes in my Blu-ray collection thanks to my wonderful wife. And the kids were super happy with all their crap. But they don't really need so. <laughs> it was great. So enough about us. Let's talk about us, Mark Hellis. Tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find movie reviews sometimes from yours truly. Uh, you'll find Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there, so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and sweatshirts look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that A, the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone we're on podbean google play music iHeartRadio, and spotify we have a patreon page patreon.com backslash so was a podcast where you can donate uh, monthly and receive bonus content from the crew here at so wizard uh, we also have a youtube page with videos going up again by the awesome adam mollyhawk so definitely check that out shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the geek world all-stars podcasting network back to you joey too much drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're wrapping up the year 2019. We're going to go through some categories and reveal our best and sometimes our worst uh, for each thing. And we're going to start with TV shows. Uh, Adam, you watch a ton of television shows because you do our streaming pick every week on the website. Yes. So, I am very curious to hear what your best TV show of 2019 is. I watched a lot of TV this year, more TV than movies, and the standout by far was Watchmen on HBO. Oh, I don't have HBO. Oh, it's worth getting just for Watchmen. Nice. I heard it was really good. I have HBO specifically for Watchmen, but... You haven't watched it. <laughs> no time. <laughs> no, very typical <laughs> to me. <laughs> I just pay for it and don't ever turn on my TV. <laughs> I tried to download it, but I think I got the wrong thing. It was just watch men. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I looked at my bank account today and I was like, fourteen ninety nine. What? What am I paying for? Oh, HBO. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
should probably turn that on. Uh, oh, I, I, we're not talking about horror movies yet, so I won't talk about looking at my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually did get HBO just for it, and I, I thought it was well worth it. Awesome. Any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, I actually did a top five if you just want me to barrel no, through. Go, yeah. go ahead. I didn't Number two. require a top yep. five for this because uh, I know Aubrey doesn't watch a lot of TV. So. Well, I missed so many Thank movies you. at the end of the year. I thought I'd make up for it here. Nice. Uh, Mandalorian was my number two. They did everything right. Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel season three was my number three. Stranger Things season three was my number four. And Castle Rock season two was my number five. Nice. That is a solid, solid list, dude. Really good stuff to watch if you're behind. Yeah, I might have to get caught up on uh, Castle Rock because uh, I just watched the first season, but I don't know what's going on with the second one. It's basically an anthology, so you don't have to rewatch one to get into two. Oh, nice. I like that. It's very good. I feel like I should have uh, watched Castle Rock season two already since we interviewed most of the cast in New York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, <laughs> haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. My wife uh, has been watching it because I'll go in the room and I'll be like, what the hell is this? She's like, Castle Rock season two. And I like to run out of the room because I haven't seen it yet. And I don't want any spoilers. So awesome. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Uh, best TV show of 2019. Uh, this was very difficult for me because, of course, I don't watch much TV. So. I had down the Umbrella Academy. Oh, good one. And then that was early in the year. That kind of yeah, slipped under the radar. That. Yeah. And then uh, second would be Stranger Things season three. Awesome. 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 Why did you like the Umbrella Academy so much? Because of Klaus. He's so beautiful and troubled. <laughs> <laughs> Just my type. <laughs> Probably would cheat on me and treat me badly. How I like him. Mm hmm. Little uh, <laughs> mascara under the eye and uh, <laughs> yeah. very feminine. I mean, he just was so funny. I think that's what was so amazing about him. He was—he just had these ridiculously stupid lines, and I liked them. Yeah, awesome. Have, have they announced when season two is coming for that one? Does anybody? Know? Uh, it's early next year, I think. Oh, right on. Probably right around the same time as season one dropped last year. Oh. All right, Mark Ellis, how about you? Well. You know, I kind of figured that with the Mandalorian just taking over the world that this would be most people's pick. So I wanted to pick up something a little bit different. Uh, so my pick for uh, my favorite TV show of the year is an anime. A what? Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had to stare down the bottom of a trash barrel to watch it. But uh, <laughs> uh, But yeah, my favorite show of the year was... Uh, it's from the creator, and I talked about this before, um, the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, his shows are very tied to music, and he had a show that came out this year. The first half came out, uh, I think, before the summertime, and the second half just dropped uh, like right, like a Christmas Eve, actually. It's called Carol and Tuesday, and it's it's not like a, a space, well, it takes place on Mars, but it's not like a outer space shoot 'em up show like Cowboy Bebop is. Um, it's basically about a a young girl who wants to be a songwriter who uh, who runs away from home and winds up meeting another girl who is a street performer and they kind of team up and realize that they're they have a friendship and they start writing songs and then someone gets them as a manager and they start to build uh, kind of build their their uh, song list and their professionalism and try to you know become successful as a as a, a songwriting duel and it's about their progression of them moving up the ranks because the show tells you right at the beginning that they're kind of like bill and ted they're going to write a song that's going to unite uh the whole planet uh so you get to see their progression of how it gets to that point and i only when the season dropped when season when the second half of the season dropped at christmas eve i'm like all right i'll just watch a couple of episodes and then i'll be you know i'll go back and watch it later on and i wound up watching the entire uh, end of the season. I finished the whole thing in like two days. So, uh, yeah, it's an anime, but it's it's dear to my heart. It's called Carol and Tuesday, and it's on Netflix. So check it out. Awesome. Any uh, any honorable mentions? Yeah, Stranger Things. Stranger Things was so good. I couldn't believe how good that that show was because it's so know what it is and what it wants to be. It's it took a swing and it it connected big time. So yeah, I love uh, Stranger Things season three. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, 
for me, I was able to put together a top five because I also watch a lot of TV. <laughs> nice. So, uh, number five, Aubrey, you'll be happy to see Umbrella Academy at number five. For me, I Woo-hoo! really liked. I really liked that show uh, featuring my old MySpace friend Ellen Page. Um, <laughs> Uh, then uh, Stranger Things season three, which was phenomenal, but I almost feel like it doesn't get enough credit for being awesome because you just expect it to be awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's awesome every season, so now it, right. it has to be right. So, like, if it was bad or even just middling, we would be talking about it nonstop. <laughs> yep. But since it was just phenomenal, again, you're just like, oh yeah, okay, this show's great. <laughs> um, that's fine. Uh, uh, number three was the absolutely hilarious what we do in the shadows on FX. Yeah, good one. You guys have you guys watched that at all? No, no. Oh my god, no. dude, it is so funny. It's great. Like I sometimes can't watch it at night when people are asleep because I'm laughing so hard I'm going to wake them up. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. So I highly recommend that. Um, then I had the Watchmen at number two. Uh, that Adam is one hundred percent right. It is phenomenal. Uh, the first episode was really slow and a little weird. They really just drop you in and don't explain stuff. And I was just like, "Oh crap! What the hell is this?" And then it keeps going and getting better and better and better and better and better. And by the end, you're just like, "Fuck this rules!" I watched like four episodes in one day just to finish it because I was like, I fell behind because of the holiday and work uh, schedule and then i'm like I, I gotta watch this and i couldn't shut it off that's how good it was at the end so uh watchman phenomenal and of course number one the mandalorian of course nice yes 100 percent stuck the landing in the uh final episode of the season uh it's just great it's probably the best star wars thing in two or three years <laughs> yeah <laughs> what else can really be said the mandalorian is phenomenal so yeah. not a single complaint yeah not at all. So cool. Um, anybody have a worse TV show? Anybody watch anything that was so bad they want to shout it out, uh, Adam? Uh, I'm sure I did, but I probably dropped it like three episodes in. And there's a you on Netflix about this guy who gets obsessed with a girl and stalks her. And me and my wife have been hate watching it. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I watched like half of season one last year on New Year's because Jen wanted to watch it. Um, yeah, she it's atrocious. Book. I think yeah, she read the book I it was based well. on. It's based on a book, I think, and she had read that. So we watched like half the first season. And I was like, this is awful. Oh, it's just not my <laughs> thing. You know, it's just not. It, my it's thing. really no one's thing. And in season two, it's like you're just supposed to believe that it's still going and it's it's even worse. Every time I see a title, it just makes me think about The Simpsons when Smokey the Bear statue is like, only who can prevent forest fires? And then he hits you, and it's like, you said you, which is wrong. <laughs> Meaning me. Only you can prevent forest fire. Anyway, that's all. That's my story. Um, Aubrey, any any terrible TV shows you're forced to watch? I know you don't watch a lot of TV, so. Um, I watched Gossip Girl, but that was about it. Doesn't Does Noah force you to watch anything that makes you want to rip your eyeballs out of your face? No, I put him in another room and I don't watch it with him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, no, no, there's nothing. Anything that is... If it doesn't like hook me like right at the beginning, like if I'm not super addicted to it after 10 minutes, then I just turn away. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing that I, I could think of that's like super atrocious. Yeah, there's too I'm, much good TV to waste your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't really have anything uh, that was terrible because we don't have uh, conventional cable anymore. So sitting down and flipping through the channels and just landing on something by accident doesn't really happen anymore. So if I'm watching something, it's because I like, want to watch it right so there's not really anything bad oh i forgot to shout out uh 90 day fiance in uh <laughs> in the uh best tv shows it's the best reality show on television so. oh boy all right well let's move on to my favorite category woman and or man crush of the year we'll start with aubrey so we can get some testosterone up in here aubrey who are you crushing on for the year 2019 uh robert sheehan who played Klaus. Oh. <laughs> well, that was easy. Yep. <laughs> I was trying to think of what Tom Hardy made this year. No, that's the rules, Adam. I was Adam. told that wasn't allowed. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you can't double up. Yeah. <laughs> it's only because certain people would just dot, would win every single year, no matter <laughs> right. what. So yeah. it's really not fair. you got to make Aubrey dig deep here for her love. 
<laughs> it's not very often that I care. That's right. <laughs> we know. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I have a woman crush and a man crush at a year. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I actually thought that was employer. the requirement. <laughs> no. <laughs> only, it, only if you want it to be. Uh, so a uh, woman crush of the year is Rebecca Ferguson. I don't know who that is. Yeah, no one would really know. She played Elsa in, not Frozen, in uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible, in the last two Mission Impossible movies. Oh, okay. Uh, she's, um, let's see, she was in The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman a couple of years ago. Uh, but she was in three movies this year, uh, two of which I seen and then I completely fell totally in love with her. She was in Dr. Sleep as Rose the Hat. And she was in The Kid Who Would Be King as the bad person, the evil person. Um, the only movie that she was in this year that I did not see was Men in Black International. And I just haven't, Ooh. yeah, I haven't just worked up the courage to, to see it. But I will see it because she's in it. Uh, I thought she was adorable in Mission Impossible, in the two Mission Impossible movies. Oh, my God. Her and Dr. Sleep. I'm watching a movie and I'm like, I can't concentrate on this movie at all. She is so cute. That hat. <laughs> The little earthy, crunchy thing she has going on. I love her. So uh, Rebecca Ferguson is my woman crush of the year. Uh, man crush of the year is John Favreau. Between <laughs> the scene in Spider-Man Far From Home, when he sees Peter turn into Tony Stark, the scene where he offers Tony Stark's daughter uh, cheeseburgers in Endgame, uh, the oh, fact yeah. that he made Lion King, which made like a gazillion dollars, and he did The Mandalorian. So he is like firing on all cylinders. I'm not, there's one other thing too. I can't remember what it was, but John Favreau, like everything he's done this year, I'm just like, you're, dude, you're the man. Johnny Favs is the man. So uh, that's my man crush of the year. All right. Mike, Mark likes him thick. <laughs> <laughs> like cheeseburger thick. That's right. That's right. Everybody likes cheeseburgers. Uh, all right, Adam, what do you got? Uh, woman crush of the year, Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Miss Maisel. Is she the lead? Yeah, she's a lead. Nice. Okay. Especially putting her in those 1960s clothes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like Mark, I also picked a man crush, and it's uh, Henry Cavill from The Witcher. Really? Is that based on a Witcher or just because just Henry Cavill is Henry Cavill? I think Henry Cavill's real good, and he keeps getting the short end of the stick in every project he picks. I haven't watched The Witcher yet, so <laughs> does he get the short end of the stick in that, too? No, I think he's the highlight of that show. Wow. So he's, he's finally got something that he can be proud of. I think so, yeah. Nice. I liked Renfrey. Emma Appleton. Renfrey. She's Renfrey in The Witcher. Surprisingly, I have watched episode one. <laughs> I haven't, yeah, oh, I haven't started it yet. I haven't started yet. Me and Jen, <laughs> me and Jen for New Year's are going to grab a uh, takeout and then sit down and watch uh, as much of The Witcher as we can before bedtime. So before 9 p.m. We're going to get as much Witcher as possible. Just to warn you ahead of time, stick through at least till episode four, and then it all kind of falls into place. Well, it's I, good, I will, but it's but like, what is going on? <laughs> I will, but that's asking a lot of my wife. So. Okay. <laughs> hey, she's stuck with me. So, so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it's my turn, isn't yes. it? Yes. All right. So I have a top five. Well, you <laughs> come on. Um, well, just because I, I couldn't like pick just one. Okay. And the ranking literally was changing up until like days ago. So uh, number five, I have uh, Maya Hawk, who was on Stranger Things as Robin. Uh, number four, uh, Samara Weaving, who starred in Ready or Not as the Bride. Number three, uh, friend of the show and guest on our YouTube channel, cosplayer Elena Strikes. Number two, star of Charlie's Angels and Aladdin, Naomi Scott. <laughs> And number one, and this literally just happened in the last week or so, number one, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. What? <laughs> you put Captain Marvel above Jasmine, Princess Jasmine? Sorry, man. You know what? I, I love Brie Larson. I think she's smoking hot. And then she was on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And oh, she looked really good. <laughs> and that's just like, I kept coming back to it. I'm like, fuck, I can't. Like I, I was trying to move the list around and I had her at three and then I was like, Oh, and then she, when she, oh, she looks so good on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm like, I, I, I can't deny it. I cannot deny it. <laughs> I was just like, if she just had the short hair from Endgame, it would have been like, but, you know. <laughs> I did have to take, uh, I had Alicia Vikander on the list, but I had to take her off as much as I love her because of whatever that movie she was in on Netflix was so boring. 
that even my love for her couldn't make me watch it. Which one was that? I don't know. She had some new movie that came out on Netflix, and it was like... So, okay. couldn't do it, bro. Couldn't do it. But that's enough of our silly categories. Let's get into the real deal. The top five movies of 2019. So we're going to go one at a time with each number. We're going to start with number five. Adam, what do you have at five? Number five, Ad Astra. Oh, damn it. I was going to watch that tonight. <laughs> I did not see that yet. It's really good. I like that every year we're getting one kind of serious science fiction movie. And that was the one for this year. And it's really good. Oh, dude, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I was like on a fence about getting it. And I'm like, eh, I, w- I want to watch it before the end of the year because I heard like kind of heard some good things about it. But if you like it, I'm definitely going to watch it tonight. Yeah, you'll like it. Yeah, if you like the Toy Story, you'll love the Christmas light. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. We were me and Janine were going to go see it, and then because we didn't do it on the podcast, like there was no oomph to run out and see it. And next thing I knew, it was like three months later, and it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> it was out of the theaters like in a week, like a week and a half. It was yeah. gone. Yeah, I don't think it did big business. It's just one that I haven't been able to like get out of my like. I didn't forget about it at any point, even though it came out in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Does uh, Brad Pitt take his shirt off at any point in the movie? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, all right. Well, Janine probably won't want to watch it then. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to watch it now. <laughs> all right, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Marcellus, how about you? Number five for the uh, year in movies. N- number five of the year. This was a tough list for me to make, but number five is Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I, you know, after the high of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, you know, that first movie out of the gate, to like kick it off or to, to wrap everything up has to be important. And I have never rooted for Peter Parker more than in any other Spider-Man movie than I did in this one. When he fought Mysterio right after that big Mysterio scene and he got hit by the train, I was like, Jesus, Peter, please I, come back. I, I need I need Spider-Man to, to win in this movie. So I love everything about that movie. Just watched it again recently. It still holds up. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is number five. That scene of the band reappearing after <laughs> yeah. the snap is probably one of the funniest things I've seen all year in a, in a movie. So awesome. Awesome pick. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Um, Captain Marvel. Oh, mm-hmm. number five. Why did it make your list? Uh, because I liked it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a solid <laughs> answer. That is fair. <laughs> And also Brie Larson's in it. I, I like Captain Marvel as a character in general. So I was really excited for this movie to come up. And then I, I feel like it just hit all the parts that I was looking for in it. So it, went, it was funny in parts with Nick Fury. But it also was serious and it was empowering. And I, I just liked it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that movie. I don't mind saying Wow. <laughs> What? I was biting my tongue. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Wolver Crush of the Year. Of course you did. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Excellent. So my number five is John Wick, Chapter Three, colon, Parabellum. Nice. Yeah. Good one. I thought it was, um, you know, I, I, the action sequences in the movie are fucking amazing. The knife fight, the, uh, the dogs, the whole thing with the dogs with Holly Berry. Oh my God, that was amazing. The only reason it's not higher to me is I feel like the mythology is getting a little up its own ass. Aubrey, did you, did, did we do this for the show? Did you watch this movie? Yeah. I just like, I'm like trying to wrap my head around why the high table like just lives in a random tent in the middle of the desert. No, don't overthink it. You're, you're going to pull, <laughs> you're going to pull a whole thing apart. Dude. You start yanking at that thread. <laughs> Like what? Like how does anyone like talk to them, or how do they do anything? Like I, I don't. So that you know, that's just some of the things that were just knocked it down for me. But other in terms of action and stuff, oh, just fantastic. Cannot wait for part four. So yeah. I think it blew two out of the water too. Yep. Yep. So that is my uh, that's my number five. Let's move on to Adam for his number four. Number four was a toss up for me. I ended up going with Dolomite is my name. Nice. Nice. It tied with Spider Man. Uh, I went with Dolomite because it was something very fresh. It was a straight-to-Netflix, which they've been better, but it still has a little bit of that old feeling of a straight-to-VHS movie. Uh, But Eddie Murphy back in a comedy, and he knocked it out of the park. Dude, that is definitely one of the best movies of the year. Um, If we were doing like a top 10, that would definitely be in there. 
Yeah, for sure. It, he he was great. Yeah, it didn't make my top five, but it's not outside of the top ten for me. I thought that movie was fucking phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> and it was like surprisingly awesome. Like I was, I knew it was going to probably be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be that good. So. And just the fact that it appears there on your TV on a Friday, so when you get home from work, it's like, oh, might as well watch Eddie Murphy in a great comedy again. Yep. Yeah, it was done really, really well. Like everyone behind the scenes did a really good job. So I'm looking forward to uh, coming to America too. I think it's going to be really good because it's the same team except for the writers. Yep. Isn't it just coming number two, America? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcellus, how about you at number four? Uh, so number four is a movie that I couldn't believe how good it was as I was watching it in a theater. It's Ready or Not. Uh, that the premise seemed intriguing. Excuse me for a minute. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, it's it's an amazing movie. It, it's it's done so well, and it it's one of the rare movies that is trying to do something a little bit different, swinging and actually connecting and uh, actually achieving what it set out to do. Uh, by the time you get to the end sequence, it's so ridiculous. It it's like it makes you want to stand up and applaud. Or at least it did for me. So uh, ready or not is my number four. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I loved that movie. We'll hear about that in a little bit. Aubrey, how about you? Um, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> wow. <Yes. laughs> That's high praise. All right. I'm going to go ahead and, and guess it's not in any of the rest of our lists. Yeah, probably not. No, I think it's special to just me because I grew up with Pokemon. Right. So was there anything specifically that jumped out at you that you loved in the movie? I just really liked the whole thing. I thought it was going to be trash because I was like, you can't make a live action Pokemon movie. But I was really impressed with it. I loved it. I watch it all the time now because, of course, Noah is into Pokemon. And I just really like it. Sweet. Ryan Reynolds says uh, Pikachu is, was where you were at. Yeah, I mean, I could take it or leave it. But. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, my number four. <laughs> my number four is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. At least it made it into the top five. That's all I care. Yeah, about. <laughs> I'm a little sad it's not higher. Um, you know, like, and we just reviewed this last week on the show on Episode yeah. 280. So feel free to jump back and hear our thoughts. But, you know. It's Star Wars movie. And there's a lot to like here. There's a lot to scratch your head and say, what? So, you know, I'm not going to get too into it, but I didn't li- love it. I liked it a lot. But I didn't love it, but it's Star Wars. So I feel like I like indebted to like it. <laughs> You're obligated, <laughs> obligated to at least give it a, a like instead of a love. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I It's all over the place, you know, but it yeah, wasn't the uh, animated Clone nine. Wars movie. I saw that in the theaters. Oh, me too. <laughs> It wasn't the battle for Endor, but what is? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Back to Adam. Number three. Number three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, you got a little Brad Pitt thing going on, don't you? <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> Did my daughter make this list? For <laughs> I mean, it's Tarantino. I- I'm surprised it wasn't higher, but it was a good year for movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tarantino does no wrong. Never. Uh, I did not like Death Proof, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. You're crazy. That movie is amazing. I, I like Death Proof a lot. It, it got boring. <laughs> That's the point. It's exactly like the type of movies it's emulating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you didn't think the runtime was too much? No, I was into it. It held yeah. my attention. I, I actually didn't even care about the plot at a point. I just wanted to watch them hang out. Yeah, that is kind of the plot. For yeah, that's true. That is half the movie. I liked the uh, the Bruce Lee scene. I thought that was funny. <laughs> awesome. Can never go wrong with Margot Robbie. No, no, no. Um, yeah, there's uh, definitely some feet in the movie as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's going to be his next movie. Quinn Tarantino presents Feet. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be like the Emoji movie, but about feet. Yep. All right, Mark Ellis, number three. All right, so number three is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I love this movie, and I can't believe it's the last one of this trilogy that has actually brought me back to um, like the feelings that I had as a kid for Star Wars. I like Force Awakens, but I had my issues with it. I like Last Jedi. I had fewer issues with it, but this one... I don't even care about the issues. I think this movie is so well done. 
I he think, did your girl Rose dirty in this movie. Uh, yes, that's true, but not, <laughs> not in the way you'd like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bite my tongue on that one. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not a perfect movie. Um, could it have benefited from being two movies? Yes. Could it have, uh, you know, maybe delve a little bit more into certain characters? Sure. But the Star Wars. Explain why the Emperor was still alive. <laughs> Star, Star Wars movies have a rule. They have to clock in at 215, 220. Those, that's the rule. They have to sell merchandise. They have to clock in at a certain time. And they have to follow the recipe that was established back in 1977. They have to. That's just, that's just the way it the way it works. And JJ bent the rules a little bit for Force Awakens. Uh, Ryan Johnson just said, "I'm going to make make up my own rules," which is cool. But at the end of the day, this movie has to follow it has to follow a pattern. It's like a, a poem. It has to rhyme. It's like poetry. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, being JJ Abrams and Chris Terrio and staring at a blank sheet of paper and saying, "How are we going to wrap this up?" and clock it in under two twenty. And sell toys and introduce new characters and make sure that people don't hate going to Disney World for the next couple of years. How do we do that? I think they did an amazing job. And I love that movie. I think everything about it, almost everything about it works for me. But uh, there's still better movies of the year. So and so that's why it's only at number three. <laughs> only at number three. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Aubrey. With you. All right, Aubrey. Number three on the list. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Boo this man sound drop immediately. <laughs> Boo this man! No! 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 Uh, Aubrey, that's fine. I am right there with you. I love that movie. Thank Defend you. yourself. <laughs> so, I I actually really like this movie. I like how they have all of the different um, monsters in it. All of the different kaiju. Um, I like how they incorporate that. I like how they took older music and kind of revamped it a little bit. Like they have the uh, battle music and everything. I really love that. I loved the introduction of that into this movie. I didn't. I didn't mind the story with um, Millie Bobby Brown and everybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It didn't ruin the movie for me. So. I mean, I really liked it. I love Godzilla. So to see, and it, maybe it's the same concept as the Pokemon movie. Like, it's something I really loved from my childhood. So seeing it in a movie is kind of really cool. Yeah. And they treated it with, well, you know, the story is like a little bit of, we need this part of the story to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get Godzilla and all the other monsters like together, that those are really cool scenes. Like, that's what you want. And they delivered it. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is that they really did cater to... They showed respect to Godzilla as a as a character. Yep. So Godzilla, historically, goes between bad and good, bad and good. And, and so this one kind of showed that good part of it, where he... They realize he's there to help protect them. Which, in the last movie, you're like, why is he just destroying this whole freaking town? So And you could barely see anything. They really took it and fixed a lot of what I had, what I was upset about in the first one. Nice. So they rise, the rise of Godzilla, pretty much. They yep. fixed it. <laughs> yep. Fixed it from the last one. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, my number three is a movie Mark already had on his list. Uh, Ready or Not, which uh, was stunningly awesome movie this year. I was I was expecting to kind of like it to either. I, well, actually, I thought maybe I wouldn't even like it. I don't know because you never know with these types of movies. And I just walked out of there like floored at how much fun it was, how awesome it was. Uh, don't read spoilers if you can, because <laughs> a lot of the twists and turns at the end of the movie are a lot more enjoyable if you aren't expecting them to happen. Uh, but yeah, I just, I fucking loved this movie. It reminded me a lot of uh, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil or uh, Evil Dead Two, like that kind of sense of humor to it. So that's right up my alley, and I just thought it was fucking phenomenal. So there's not much I can say about it without getting into spoilers, so I won't do that because I still want people to go watch it because I know not everyone has. So let's move on to number two, Adam. What do you have at your number two spot for the year? Avengers Endgame. Whoa, nice. I can't think of a franchise sticking a landing better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think no. I think, I think you're right. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one. The franchises that I'm thinking of now haven't quite ended yet. So uh, yeah, yeah, the, you might be right on that one. Universal I think they had dark the, dark oh. universe. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think they had the benefit of planning it out all way ahead of time, and they basically it was a season of TV spread over a decade. Yeah, um, but just fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, maybe that'll be on some other lists as we go along here, Marcellus. How about you for number two? Number two is the movie that stars Woman Crush of the Year, Rebecca Ferguson, Doctor Sleep. Uh, I am not a big Shining fan. I've seen it a couple of times, like back in the day. Um, but with this movie, with like a bunch of movies this year, actually, I had to go back and watch the the predecessor before I watched the new one. So I woke up, I watched The Shining during the day because that movie is scary as shit. Uh, and uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I'm like, oh yeah, this movie is really good. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick was on some shit. I, I like it. And then I went to see Doctor Sleep right after, and holy shit, that's the way you make a sequel to a movie that came out 30-something years ago. It does such an amazing job of, it picks up right where The Shining left off, which is pretty cool, and it does such a good job of employing the or showing these characters go through things that are kind of connected to the other movie, but are still their own separate movie. Um, this movie is what the Star Wars trilogy should have been. The new Star Wars trilogy should have been. A young girl discovers that she has these amazing powers. She goes to a senior person who's experienced it before for help. He shuns her away. He realizes that the forces that are there are much stronger than he anticipated. And he gets back into the fight to help her take on something bigger than both of them. It is such a good fucking movie. And the fact that uh, Rebecca Ferguson is the villain and she's smoking hot and such a cool character. I could not believe how good this movie was. So, uh, Dr. Sleep is my number two. Awesome. All right. Nice. We, I, I've not seen that. I've heard really good things about it, but I have not seen it. And I do yeah, love shining I'm dying to see it. Um, it's, you know, it's behind the scenes again for the show, but if we're not covering it on the show, a lot of times I'm just never going to get to see <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> like, so, if, if it, people really knew like the cr- time crunch. So, like, go see a movie Friday morning after I get out of work <laughs> then go home and go back to bed. Uh, it's crazy. So a lot of times I can't force myself into the theater when it's not something we're covering. But that's why a God made Netflix. All right. Aubrey, number two. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked this movie. We talked about it last week. And I think it just I I am completely content with how they ended this this trilogy. I I'm not mad. <laughs> I think I think they did a good job. Aubrey, would you go see it again? Probably. If I if or other we, people wanted to see it, mm-hmm. I would I would go see it. If in I a world where you actually for it. Yeah, say in a world where you actually have time <laughs> and money to go see it again. Exactly. Like I I will see it again when it comes out on video. Mm-hmm. But if Josh or, or his family or anybody wanted to see it, I w- I wouldn't say no. Nice. Okay. Well, my number 2 is a uh, movie so my number 3 and my number 2 up until like I don't know, yesterday I was still juggling back and forth. And you know what? I just keep going back to leaving the theater after seeing this and just being really happy with what I saw and just being kind of blown away by how awesome it was. And that is Jojo Rabbit. Wow. Yeah. Damn. I'm upset. I have I missed that one in the theater. I knew I was going to like it because I really like Taika Waititi, and I just the subject matter was a little like, how are they going to tackle this? And it was fucking phenomenal. It was it was so funny. It was you'll you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll laugh some more. That's the best I can say. Another movie where please avoid spoilers because I did was not expecting things to happen, and when they did, I was like, what? Um, so yeah, it, it's great. I I keep trying to talk it up to people, and like other people, are like I'm not going to see that. Like. What kind of movie do you think this is? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it's really funny and it's really good. And Scarlett Johansson is hot as fuck in this movie. And uh, yeah, I I was just as blown away by how much I liked this movie. I was really not expecting it to be as good as it was. So 
Uh, number two of the year, Jojo Rabbit. Nice. All right, guys. Time for the number one, your favorite movie of 2019, Adam. Rise of Skywalker. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't boo this man sound drop enough for you guys. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, save that because when we get to the worst and disappointing of the year, you're going to hate me. So Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, Star Wars, first and foremost. I love everything they did. I love how it made The Last Jedi even better. I liked how they tied a lot of things up. And I liked how every theory I had was wrong. Oh, nice. You were surprised through the whole movie, didn't Yes. I mean, I was convinced, like, would have bet my house that Ray was a clone. Mm-hmm. That's just one example. But yeah, I loved it. I have a whole Star Wars me just ranting about it coming up for YouTube soon. All right. Well, you want to get in on that, Joey. We can debate. <laughs> no, no. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? Number one of the year. Yeah, in a seat in a year full of amazing films, uh, there was one movie that just kind of blew me away with how well they stuck the landing, and that was Avengers Endgame. Uh, just like uh, Wally Hawk said before, um, it felt like uh, it, it, the the way that the reason that movie works so well, and the way the reason it works, it's higher on my list than Star Wars, is because you can tell there was a team of people that were able to go over this. I mean, obviously Feige is the the main guy, but having those two intelligent directors working right alongside the two intelligent writers. You know, some of the stuff is, is there because it, some of the stuff is there and it's like, eh, I'm not sure if that really works, like the time travel stuff, but you need that in order to get to the end. Um, the, the respect that they paid to the original comic books is great and they managed to make an incredibly thrilling, fun movie, three hours long, and really wrap up the whole thing. So it's an incredible accomplishment in filmmaking, something that hasn't been done since, I think, Peter Jackson in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So, uh, yeah, Avengers Endgame is the best movie of 2019. All right, Aubrey, what do you got? I, too, have Endgame. Woo! <laughs> yeah! I I believe it was, it was very well done. There wasn't many ways that they could have pulled it off that would have been acceptable to everybody, and I think that they did a really good job at doing that. Awesome. Uh, guys, I don't know why we had to invite Adam on the show because uh, <laughs> you ruined the clean sweep. Number one of the year, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. All right. You had to make it your number two. No, I was going back and forth, but Star Wars just trumps all. <laughs> there you go. Um, pretty much everything you guys said stuck the landing. Like I cried. I cheered. I cried some more. <laughs> Brie Larson had hot, short hair. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so good. It gives you everything you want and everything you didn't know you wanted. Yeah, exactly. I, I had a list of things I wanted and it ticked them right off. So I wanted the Hulk to eat tacos. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> no, it, but it, it's it's great. It is just great. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's it obviously, is it the best movie of the year? No, not really. But like. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mess. The time travel doesn't quite make sense. Like, and you know what? It's so good. And they built up so much goodwill with the characters and the other movies that you just don't give a shit. It's like a big, wet, sloppy kiss from Marvel for being a fan for 22 movies in 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's all I can ask for. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. That's all I can ask for it. As somebody who's, Myself and my two kids were just like over the moon with Endgame. It's just fucking phenomenal. I love it. I, I it's great. It, it's the best movie of the year, without hands down to me at least. So those are our best movies of the year. But guess what, guys? Not everyone can be the best. What's the worst movie of the year, Aubrey? Lion King. Oh. <laughs> I am not mad at that at all. <laughs> you and uh, you and my daughter agree on that. What? Why didn't you like Lion King? I, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe it's a thing where if you grow up with Lion King, if you're a young kid when you saw it first come out and then you see it again now, you're a little bit more critical of it. Uh, I was very critical of Aladdin. And then when I saw it, and we'll get to that later. Um, but I was disappointed. I didn't like the changes that they made. I felt like it was just a movie about Beyonce as a lion. <laughs> 
and <laughs> I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. So for me, I was like, okay, I don't care about Beyonce being a strong, independent, empowering lioness. I want to see the fucking movie. And I felt like that's all it was. It was like, oh, we're going to have Beyonce in the movie. We better make it all about her. I don't like it. Wow. I did not get that at all. She barely, no. she doesn't show up until like halfway through the flick. <laughs> I know. And then it all becomes about her. It's trash. That's where it went downhill. All right, then. How Fair about enough. you, Mark Ellis? Worst movie of the year. Yeah, this was a tough one for me. Um, th- there was one movie that I watched that uh, a lot of people might disagree with me on this one, but I think it's it was the movie that I gave the lowest rating to out of everything I've seen this year, and that's Brightburn. Um, it's a movie that asked the question, what would happen if uh, Mom Pa Kent found little Kal-El in a rocket ship, and when he turned about, I don't know, 10 years old, 9 years old, he decides he wants to be evil instead. And would they a- say... Kalel, no. <laughs> yeah, so the movie asked that question, and actually the trailer asked that question, which made it a very interesting trailer. Like, what's this movie going to be about? And the answer, there isn't one. That's, that's the question. The whole movie is the question. What would happen if Superman was bad? I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need a whole movie to, to ask that question. Give me a story. Give me some kind of consequence or something. But uh, yeah, the whole the if you've seen the trailer for Brightburn, you've seen the movie. Yikes! I uh, read some spoilers for that, and it sounded really mean spirited, and I didn't really want to watch it. <laughs> I was so excited to see that, and then I talked to Mark, and then I never went. <laughs> well, when, when, it, when it's available on like Netflix or uh, Netflix or Hulu or something, you can watch it then. And just and you know, like I said, a lot of people really love this movie, so a lot of people might disagree with me. But I, I it asked a question, and it asked a question. Didn't tell us. Well, sounds like uh, that's why God created Fire Stick. <laughs> All right, Adam. Worst movie of the year. Okay, I don't know if it's this, the surprise or the disappointment that's going to get me kicked off the show for good. <laughs> Worst of the year was Us. What? Oh, that's right. You were not a fan of that at all. To say it had plot holes would mean that there was a piece cohesive enough to put a hole in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Come on. This movie it was, was bad. definitely in my top 10 of the year. Oof. I don't know how with the ever-changing rules and the fact that you're just not supposed to think anything through. Oh, and oh, I will readily admit that the more you sit down and think about the movie, the worse it gets because it doesn't make any fucking sense. You but... don't even really have to think about it. By the time they get to the second house, the thing falls apart. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't watch any of it because that trailer was too scary for me. It, it's just goofy. I just it had a lot of cool concepts and it looked really nice and I enjoyed watching it. But it pretty I much just was he had a notebook of concepts and he put them on a screen. He just didn't thread them together. I completely understand where you're coming from. And I completely disagree with you, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> I, I also completely disagree with him, Mark. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I acknowledge the movie has issues. I just love it. <laughs> uh, we left the theater mad and we, like, tried to figure it out the whole way home. And then the whole next two days and we just had to be like, we have to stop talking about it. It's just a bad movie. Do you think somewhere in an underground tunnel there was a version of you and your wife arguing about the movie? <laughs> that loved the movie? <laughs> We probably would have been smart enough to when we go outside of the tunnel to get gold scissors and red jumpsuits, we would have eaten a burger instead of a rabbit. Uh, That's true. Fine. (laughs) I'll allow it, I guess. Sadly, we have two more categories. Oh, boy. All right. Worst movie of the year. If you've listened to the show all year, you know exactly what I'm going to say. For some reason, this category has taken a lot of shots at Elizabeth Banks. But uh, (laughs) from director Elizabeth Banks. Starring Elizabeth Banks and written by Elizabeth Banks, Charlie's Angels. There's oh, no way. So much better than that. There's no way that's the worst movie of the year. No it's, way. It, and, I, I, and this is just from stuff I saw. And it's also like the feeling I have when I'm watching it. But it was such a slog. I mean, we talked about this in the show a few weeks ago. It, it shot like an episode of like CSI Miami. It, the action scenes are boring. The plot is nonsensical. It's just trash. It's complete trash. And I was tired and I, I've never checked my phone more in a movie in my life than I have during this movie. <laughs> and I was alone in the movie. I was the only person in the movie theater. It was like 10 a.m. <laughs> watching Charlie's Angels. One for Charlie's Angels, please. And uh, 
like, I, like, oh god, what are we two hours into this movie? It had been like thirty minutes. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good sign. Um, uh, if it wasn't for Naomi Scott, I would probably just have like left, the, uh, walked out halfway through. To be honest, with you. Uh, the movie was terrible. Sorry, it is god awful. But that's my worst movie of the year, Charlie's Angels. So let's uh, get our last couple movie categories in here. Surprises of the year. Anything that surprised you at the movie theater, Aubrey? Um, Aladdin and Jojo Rabbit. What? Nice. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure I was going to hate Aladdin. I shit all over that movie. And then I saw it, and I was glad that I was surprised. And Jojo Rabbit I thought was going to be completely different than it actually was. And you liked it? Oh, I loved it. Okay. It would have been on my top five had I remembered it came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to look up like movies released in 2019 and TV shows released in 2019 to remember what even came out this year. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of stuff going on. That makes a lot of sense. I feel you. I feel you. I just scrolled all the way back to the first month of 2019 of our episodes and went through. <laughs> Going through to remember what we watched. So, all right, Marcellus, any surprises this year? Yeah, there was one movie. Well, there's a couple of surprises, but there was one movie where I was stunned three quarters of the way through the movie how amazing it was. And that Playmobil was Playmobil the movie. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? No, it was uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum. Uh, nice. By the time it gets to the beginning of the third act, where uh, you know. The bad guys are coming to the hotel. I thought for sure that's where the movie was going to end. Like it would be like a cliffhanger with him in a hotel and like, you know, the bad guys showing up, cut to black, and then we have to wait for the next one. But when we, when the movie's already jam packed with amazing action sequences and then you get another one on top of that at the end, I could not believe how good this movie was. And it, it, it's one of the few part threes of a trilogy or of a, a franchise that is almost better than the other ones. Uh, so yeah, that's that was the most surprising movie I've seen this year. Awesome. I love that movie. I love that last action sequence where you can't just shoot them, so he has to like grab them and lift their helmet up and shoot them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <it's> <laughs> brutal. Uh, all right, Adam, surprises of the year. All right, I did a couple just so I don't get crucified here. Uh, <laughs> surprise was us. I went in thinking I was going to love it because I loved Get Out and I thought Jordan Peele was fantastic. And I just, uh, I couldn't do it. Mm. Uh, but then a good surprise was I ended up watching Marriage Story, even though I didn't think that was for me in any way. And it was a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. It makes me not want to get married at all, though. I'll be honest. <laughs> it does make me a little worried, <laughs> yes. But <laughs> the performances were really, really good. You forget that even though they're in major franchises, these are like legit actors. I just can't suspend disbelief that anyone would want to divorce Scarlett Johansson. So, you know. If it helps, she leaves him. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I will not be watching that. I don't need to live through any more divorces in my life. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, great. So uh, surprises the year for me. I have three movies that surprised me that they did not suck ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ready or Not, which we already discussed, is my number three movie of the year. I was surprised how awesome it was. Um, and then two movies that didn't make my top five, but I was also surprised that I loved them or liked them a lot was Alita Battle Angel and Crawl. Oh, wow. Neither of which Aubrey saw. <laughs> I don't think no. uh, we would have made you see Crawl, Aubrey. It was a horror movie. So, Yes, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely say if you... Now, I, those are not like phenomenal movies. Like they're probably three out of five movies, but they were fun both time, the whole, whole time sitting there watching it. I enjoyed myself. So you know, if you've got a red box or something near you, and you want to check out Crawl or Lead a Battle Angel. Those were both good movies last year. Let's get into our last movie category: the disappointment of the year. Things that were disappointing to you, Aubrey. Lion King. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I was very disappointed with how that turned out. Um, You think that um, being surprised by how much you liked Aladdin made it even worse? Probably. I I think I had really high expectations for Jon Favreau because he did amazing on uh, Jungle Book and uh, what else? Any any other movie, honestly, that he's done, he's done an amazing job. So I think I had Thora. 
<laughs> I, I didn't see Zathora. I love that movie. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, he did Elf. He did... First Iron uh, Man. I liked the first Iron Man. I he did, made, too. That's why I was saying it was a good movie. He's done a lot of really amazing things. I haven't seen anything from him that I've been disappointed by. So I think I had really high expectations for him, and I had this preconceived notion that I was going to love Lion King. And then I go in, and I was extremely disappointed. All right. Well, Marcellus, how about you for disappointment of the year? Yeah, this one... You know, it, it's probably my fault that it's the most disappointing movie of the year because I uh, I probably shouldn't have expected a lot from it, but it was X-Men Dark Phoenix. I know a lot of people shit on Apocalypse. You know, I think it's okay. I don't I'm not that I don't have that big of an issue with it. Uh, but I was really hoping that this one with with everything that they dealt with with that one, uh, that this one is going to be the one that like really brings the X-Men to the popularity that I think everybody wanted when they first announced they were going to make it make that movie the end of apocalypse had them all in like the traditional x-men costumes so i'm like oh this is it this is we're gonna get the 90s cartoon that everyone loves like on a big screen and it, it that movie just it seemed like it it wanted to do something cool and it just kept missing the mark by a little bit here so and there. was it the fox x-men movie <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but I was I was really rooting for them because they kind of streamlined everything and and you know they had that that they had to they had the thought of really wrapping this whole thing up and by the time it got to the end of the movie I was like this is some bullshit so uh, yeah that was my most disappointing movie of the year because I was really rooting for them. I forgot that existed at all, let alone this <laughs> year. Yeah, I keep forgetting that we saw it. It was so blah. I don't even know what to say. It was just, it was, just, it was moving <laughs> pictures on a screen. Like, there, there was an X-Men movie this year. Holy shit. Yeah. I just remember Dazzler playing in the woods mm-hmm. for like 10 kids at a cookout. Her career's fallen off. All right, Adam disappointment of the year. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. Uh, Captain Marvel. Oh what? shit, son. It just wasn't good. It was definitely rushed. They just wanted to get her out there. They, stepped on their own continuity which is something marvel doesn't normally do and she was just wasted because brie larson's a great actress and they gave her nothing in that script get him aubrey <laughs> <laughs> i mean i it's an origin story so maybe that's why ouch maybe that's why i enjoyed it <laughs> maybe that's why i enjoyed it because it was an origin story so i didn't have as high expectations for it as I would if it was like the second in the series. But I did really, really enjoy it. I mean, it might have had some of that Marvel expectation going in, which isn't fair to it being a standalone movie. But I just didn't like all the little things that they kept tripping on. And I could not get behind the punchline to every joke being the fact that it was set in the 90s. Yeah, that's the one that's the one Marvel. Well, I have issues with a few Marvel movies, but that's the one that I have the most issues with. She starts off as one character, and by the time you get to the end of the movie, she's the exact same character. Like, just, there's hardly any arc for her at all. And that's for a superhero movie, especially for an origin superhero movie. You kind of want to go on a hero's journey with them. But if they're yeah, the they same, have a formula that works. Yeah, yeah. But they they're like, ah, we're not gonna do this for this one. Ah, we'll just make her a badass so at the beginning, badass at the end. <laughs> Hate you guys. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. I was crossing Adam off the list of future guests. <laughs> yeah, I figured that would happen. It was almost us as a clean sweep through these last three, but oh, wow. I thought I'd change it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is an aside from us at my second job. For some reason, the scissors that we have are somebody spray painted them gold. <laughs> and they've been like that forever. They, I guess it's just so you don't lose them. Like you can see them. Everything is black in there. So like if there's gold scissors on the counter, you know right where they are. Um, so I always get them out of the drawer and somebody's like, can you give me the scissors? So I get out of the drawer and I like hold them in front of me and like, like, do, 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 like walk over to them <laughs> like us, but no one has any idea what I'm talking about. So I just like, like an idiot. You got to have your nice. phone play. Uh, I got five on it as you like. Hand oh, it to there them. you go. That'll do it. Anyway, my disappointment of the year, uh, Mark Ellis's favorite director, M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> brings you ass. <laughs> I mean, how can he still disappoint you? I mean, glass. So <laughs> obviously, he's had his problems, but Unbreakable is one of my favorite, probably my top 20 movies of all time. And, uh, you know, The Visit was good, and then Split was really good. And it seemed like he had his mojo back. He got his, how Stella got his groove back. Um, <laughs> and you know this was more 
more stuff set in the Unbreakable universe. He had Bruce Willis back and Samuel Jackson back, and and that's crossing, true. Yeah, crossing over split, and he seemed to have his his mojo back on. And I was all in. I was really excited, and it was just really disappointing. And I mean, obviously, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. But just the way it ends is like it was so stupid. And then I like. I was just like angry when I left the movie theater. Like if I could, if he was in the, the lobby, I would have fought him <laughs> at the time. Like, cause it was just like, like, this is fucking stupid. Like what's wrong with you? Like, so it, was, it just really pissed me off. It was legitimately the worst movie of the year, probably up until I, I walked out of the theater from Charlie's angels. Like, wow. Yeah. It, I, I was stunned that the first movie I saw this year was on track to be the worst movie of the year <laughs> up until like, three weeks ago so it had held pretty firm to that to that so uh yeah glass worst uh, sorry disappointment of the year and that wraps up all our categories for the best and the worst of 2019 we're gonna wrap it up and we're going to get some new year's resolutions from you instead of recommendations aubrey what is your new year's resolution don't make new year's resolutions because i won't keep them making one now <laughs> be more present in what we're speaking about <laughs> <laughs> after five years i will finally pay attention to this podcast <laughs> all right mark Ellis, what do you got for your uh new year's resolution uh well yeah since 2019 i uh put out two comic books air quotes uh for 2020 i want to put out four so uh that's my new year's resolution Four yeah, books yeah, in four, 2020. Four episode guides to go to get caught up. So. Yeah, God, yeah. And you probably won't get all of those in one year, but you'll probably get at least one, hopefully two. Awesome. Uh, Adam? Uh, Mark kind of half stole mine. I have a comic book coming out this coming year. Uh, I'll say flip three houses. There you go. Um, I'm just going to, you know, keep on keeping on with my weight loss and uh, teach myself how to edit. For the podcast that's my big new year's resolution so we have a lot of free time to be taking online lessons so <laughs> i'm sure marcus be very will be supportive of that new year's resolution <laughs> <laughs> and that was my new year's resolution from two years ago <laughs> <laughs> for you to edit yeah <laughs> yes yes awesome all right so that is going to do it for this episode of so is your podcast number 282 wow 282 in a row. Can you believe it? 282 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. See you next year. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Hey, everybody have a great new year. Uh, and go see Rise of Skywalker, damn it. Wakanda forever. And... The man from YouTube, Adam Wallyhawk. Thanks for having me. Fun as always. Excellent. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. That was episode 282 of the So Is Your Podcast. We'll see you next week. We're going to talk about The Witcher on Netflix. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>